Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hi there listeners, you're listening to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we celebrate films we reckon might be underrated or underseen. I'm Alice Oliver, with me as always is Josh Hallam and it was his turn to pick the film this week and he went with Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls from 1995. So here we go, go on, let's see what we reckon. All right then, Josh, I have been looking, I'm certainly (laughs) looking forward to this episode because I'm so interested to have this conversation with you finally. Uh, So you have picked Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls from 1995. So spoiler warning listeners, if you haven't seen that yet. Uh, So Josh, do tell us what is Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls about and why did you pick it? Uh, equally and similarly to you, I have been looking forward to and dreading this episode, but we've been threatening it for a long time. We're <laughs> early in the year, so let's let's rip the plaster off and let's go, get stuck into it. Right, what's Ace Ventura when nature calls about? So it's the second in the Ace Ventura franchise, if you mm-hmm. could call it that. Jim Carrey is Ace Ventura. He's a pet detective. What's that? It's exactly what it sounds like, isn't it? Um, <laughs> he takes cases to do with pets, missing pets, whatever. And this film follows him as he is in Africa, trying to solve the mystery of a missing bat, which may cause friction and an resulting war between two local tribes. That's pretty much what it's about, really. Mm-hmm. Why did I pick it? Okay, so I have i'm gonna i'm gonna start this by framing it like this i have so much affection for this film i love this film i have a lot of nostalgia for this film that is absolutely unapologetically going to frame how Mm -hmm. i look at it okay sure and that's okay and that's okay but at the same time i'm also aware that that can be blinding and deafening and all that sort Mm -hmm. of thing so i think i was thinking about films to choose and I looked at the critical reception for this and was quite shocked at how mm-hmm. uh, really? how low You're it was. Shocked. Yeah. So I thought. I wasn't. <laughs> so I thought. Right. I think this is. I think this is critically underrated. It's not underseen because it was quite successful when it came out. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's underrated. And I know you have some thoughts on this, which I'm sure we'll some get into thoughts. in you and out one. of the episode. But had you seen this one? And what did you so, think going into it? If you had so i had seen this one so i saw it uh when i was obviously a lot younger i suppose maybe maybe not just after it had come out because 995 i would have only been about six then but i did definitely see it when i was younger and i just remember feeling absolutely nothing like (laughs) and i love i love the first one like i really love ace ventura pet detective uh and i just remember just not feeling a thing and i couldn't really remember much about this one and then when I got with my now husband. So I don't know how it came up in conversation, but it basically came out that he thinks that the second one, the Ace Ventura When Nature Calls, is better 
than the first one. And when he said that, I thought he was joking. I was like, there's no way, there's no physical, there's no realm or universe where that could be possible. You're uh, going, um, through, going through relationship therapy at the moment, aren't you? So, yeah, yeah, we are. It's, <laughs> comes it's not lot. going so great, guys. <laughs> um, but then after speaking, after speaking to him about it, I then ended up speaking to my boss about it, or my boss at the time, Emily Bonner, you might know her from Liverpool TV, um, and she thought the second one was better too. And then I knew that you thought the second one was better. So then I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, have I missed something? So then I rewatched it with Ollie a couple of years ago now. Both and I was of them, like, the second, just, just the second one, one just right. the second one. And I was like, no, nah, this is terrible. Like, I don't know what anyone's talking about. Like, I just don't get it. And then going into this, after you'd picked it, I was like, right. I am going into this with such an open mind. Like I want to, <laughs> I want to try and feel what, what these the people big are deal? feeling. That's what you I need know. to try like, and get yeah. it. I need to get it right because Ollie loves it, and him and all his mates, like his high school mates, think it's brilliant, and they're always <laughs> so, quoting it. So to me and my mates. Yeah, it's all all that kind of thing, right? So I was like, right, me. It must be me. I'm the problem. It's me. Um, but I just, I didn't like it. I, I didn't Even like this time it around, watching didn't it this like time it. around. Oh, I didn't no. like it. Um, so what did you feel watching it this time around then? Was it just the same, like that big old nostalgia trip? Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. before we get into that then, yeah. which one, I'm interested to know this, which one did you see first? The first one, naturally. You saw the first one first. I, I say that as if I didn't see Grease yeah. too before I saw Grease. Well, <laughs> so I, I saw this one first. Ah, there you so go. So I, I would, I would be go. interested to know, for the people listening at home who do like these films, which one did you see first? Because I definitely yes, saw that's this one first. Yes, and if if anyone saw the first one first, but then prefers the second one, that would be interesting to know. Yeah, yeah. So that that'd be interesting to know. So we'll put something out when this comes out. But maybe it's that, or maybe because they're not like massively different films. I mean, the no, sense the, of humor is the same. The, the repeated, the, 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 you know, the, the old the same. tired yeah, jokes is just doing the same gags <laughs> over and over and over okay, and over Okay, and over. okay. Right. Let's see if I can either win you round or make a case. So what Come did on. I like about this? You know this? what? I'm so, going to listen to you, Josh, and I'm going to take everything you say really seriously, and I'm going to try and put myself in your head. So the problem, the problem with it is that it's so subjective. Right, and sure. I can absolutely see, and we'll come on to this in the dislikes, why this was not a critical smash hit. <laughs> it's pretty obvious why it wasn't a critical smash hit, but I okay. love it, right? Yeah. It's up okay, there with me. On. Of all the films we've done on the podcast, I reckon this is the... Like, I know I said it with True Lies and other stuff like that, but I reckon this is probably... I'd be fairly certain to put my cards on the table and say this is the one I've seen the most. Okay, I barely, yeah, I cool. barely had to watch it. If you'd have said mm -hmm. to me, let, if you could pick a film of all the episodes we've done and are going to do that you have you didn't have to rewatch the film you could just come on and talk about it it would be this one okay oh, so yeah. like, that was like me with popstar <laughs> yeah, i was like so, i've seen this a million times <laughs> yeah so the first thing is i just think it's really really funny okay, okay go on. it's daft it's mm -hmm. silly it's cartoonish right mm -hmm. it doesn't take itself seriously right and we've talked a lot on this podcast about the subjective nature of comedies in general how things like this or even something like Popstar may not necessarily be winning Oscars and getting five-star mm -hmm. critical reviews, but can still be funny. On the other hand, some of the so-called greatest ever comedies 
have, are not for everyone. Do you know what I mean? I've tried watching things like, um, do you know what? And this is probably sacrilege. I'll probably get a little stick for this, but I don't think Doctor Strange Love is that funny. And I don't want to sound like a really basic bitch on this, but for me, the the baseline thing of a comedy is it has to be funny. Sure, yeah. Right? I, I have to laugh, that. right? And there's all sorts of other things. You can get right into the nooks and crannies of comedy. I've, mm-hmm. you know, and I've done plenty of reading and all sorts, you know, throughout my life about comedy because I find it all really, really interesting. What is funny? What makes people laugh? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, the baseline is, is it has to make you laugh, right? Mm-hmm. It has to be funny. Maybe that's too basic. That's just my, that's just the opinion of this podcast. So shoot me. Um, so I think that it's funny. I think that it's silly and I think that it's daft. And and I, I think that it, it's, you know, it's quite low as common denominator. It's, it's quite silly. I think a good range of people can enjoy it. Um, I, I think there's plenty in there for like kids and adults and that it does balance those two worlds quite well. Although watching it again with a more critical eye, I did see, you know, there are things in there that like I didn't actually notice as a kid. Things like he clearly sleeps with the princess. The mm-hmm. um, he's clearly caught having a having a when wank. He's masturbating, yeah. um, that, and that at the end, funny, the villain yeah. clearly gets banged by a gorilla. Now, yeah. not none of those things. <laughs> like none of the. Now, when I watched this, I probably was about ten. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was probably a little bit younger, probably eight or ten. So I, I never noticed any of that. No, of course, um, of course. So, so I, but I don't know. I don't know. I think there's definitely something in there for people eight and above. So then I started thinking because I I preempted your response because I know you'd mentioned about us. You know, we've 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 been threatened to have this conversation off air mm-hmm. for a little while about the Ace Ventura films and that sort of things. And I, I was always interested in, about what your particular take was going to be. And I went with Occam's Razor, lowest common denominator. She probably doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Right, because there's there's other stuff, and there's plenty of stuff that has been said about these films in the first one and how they've aged and all that, which we can come on to. But I just went with it. she probably just doesn't like it, right? Mm-hmm. So I started thinking, why do I think it's funny? And I thought, right, there's two things for me, and they're sort of intertwined, but I'll break them down into two things, which is the execution of the film, which is then informed and carried by Jim Carrey's performance. Right, mm-hmm. we've done plenty of Jim Carrey's films. We've done serious Jim Carrey films. We've done comedy mm-hmm. Jim Carrey films. We've done yeah. Number Twenty Three. We've done Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Yeah. So, 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 you know, I didn't pick this because I wanted to do X, Y, and Z. I picked it because I just, I just like the film. So, firstly, as with the first one, I think it's quite a, quite a good concept. Do you know what I mean? The idea of a mm-hmm. pet detective, the idea of someone who's going to go after and look after animals like a police, like a PI would, except mm-hmm. it's animals. Is quite funny. And then a lot of what they do with Ace Ventura as a character then carries that and is informed by the people around him. So he's big, he's goofy, he's silly. Essentially, what it is, is and what it feels like to me, is a live-action cartoon. Like, it is not that dissimilar to, say, the Scooby-Doo adaptation that we did or other live-action cartoon adaptations, except it's not. There was a cartoon of it, but that was informed by this, not the other way around. So I think that because he is quite cartoon, he is quite stupid. I mean, it is literally, especially with this one, but with the first one as well, it's like they've just gone, just do whatever you want, Jim. Mm-hmm. And he just, everyone else around him has to react to him. Um, and, 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 and that's where a lot of the comedy comes from. A lot of the comedy comes from, we've touched on this before, which is everyone around him is playing it really straight and they're reacting to him as a character. So then let's get into his performance, right? So the whole thing, whole character of Ace Venturi, I mean, I can't really imagine anyone else doing it. I don't know specifically if it was created by Jim Carrey, but I certainly know he had a big 
hand in it for to hear the first one because I know you actually wasn't he isn't that keen on this version of belief mm-hmm. from, yeah, from I've what heard I've that read. As well. Um but he is just a huge ball in this film, a huge ball of cartoonish energy. So then that informs the silly things that happen in the film. So, for example, the bit where the Slinky's going down all the stairs or the bit where he's pretending that he's driving on bumpy ground in Africa when he's actually driving on a motorway or the bit so where... So that, oh, that is... So there's two moments in the film that I actually thought were funny because for the most part, I didn't think it was funny and we'll get into that, but there are okay. two moments in the film that I did think were funny and that is one of them. When he's doing the the bouncing around in the little jeep it's thing, my and then bit, they, I think they've that. got this wide shot of just this perfectly just smooth a, tarmac road. road. <laughs> yeah, that did make me laugh out loud actually. So I'll give you that one. <laughs> and then he drives past a subway sign. It's there's like near a subway two miles or something like yeah. that. So there's that bit. There's the slinky bit. There's the bit with the spears in his legs. There's loads of stuff <laughs> in it that's like it's real. It's a real for me tour de force physical comedy performance from Jim mm-hmm. Carrey and I think he is really really good in it um and it's almost quite clownish in places it's almost mm-hmm. almost like like mime or not to be too wanky but if you look at things like Lecoq which is a French uh school for clowning um it's it's sure very... is Josh sure is it is, <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> Listen, I'll talk about Lecoq on here as much as I want, Alice. You do it, Josh. I'm, I want to hear you talk about Lecoq all day. Grow up, Alice. Come on. Um, so, so, you know, the more cartoonish he is, the more straight-faced people around him are and the more people react to him. And I think, I think it's funny. But I'm very, very well aware that this film is entirely carried by that idea of what you've said of, I loved it when I was a kid. I carried it through into adulthood. And then that's just only enabled and strengthened by quoting it with mm-hmm. friends and, and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. anyway, I've rambled and rambled and rambled. <laughs> I'm interested to know because we're always balanced. You've already said you mm-hmm. don't like it, but did yes. you find anything you did like? Yes, of course I did. And that's it, that's it why we're here, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was only an hour and a half. That was pretty good. Um, so I love Jim Carrey. I love seeing him. I love pretty much anything he's in just because he's in it pretty much, right? And he's possibly being even more physical in this than he usually is. Like he's Mm. properly jumping around, doing forward rolls on gravel. He is just all over the place. He's all over the screen. And it is exactly what you said and exactly how you described it. And I can't, like, I don't disagree with you on that. So he... I just I just like him. I just like him as an actor. I like mm. him as a performer. I think he's great. Um, so obviously there's a lot of animals involved in this film and certainly more than the first one. And that is not easy to control. So I have a lot of respect for the animal handlers, the animal trainers, and all the actors that are having to be on set with them <laughs> because they are unpredictable and anything could happen. You could get hurt or the animals could get hurt. Mm. So I appreciate how bold it is of the filmmakers to include that many animals. And there is literally everything in there. So, you know, I appreciate that. Um, There is a great variety of costume props and sets, which I appreciated, including obviously the animatronic rhino that gives birth to Ace. You know, someone had to make that. Someone made that. And I appreciate the creativity and the effort that has gone into it. Did Um, you not find that bit funny? Um, it was, it was, it was kind, it was kind of funny, yeah, but I wasn't like, it wasn't hilarious. So you, it was no, it was no you, bouncing was it, up and down pretending the road was Was bumpy. it just annoying? <laughs> Did you find it annoying? Were you just looking at it going, this long. is... Just so went on you, a little no, bit. No, I mean, so 
right, we'll come we'll come to it in dislikes. Go on, sorry, as yeah. you were saying. Um, and then so just finally, like I touched on, two moments that I did, I really did find funny. One of them is that when he's bouncing around, you know, <laughs> pretending it's a bumpy road, but it, it's not, it's perfectly tarmacked. That did really make me laugh. The other one is towards the end. It's kind of like the finale of the scene with the monster truck. So Ace is chasing the bad guy and he needs a vehicle to do it. So he stumbles upon a monster truck and starts chasing him down. And this just looked really fucking cool, right? And there's this brilliantly framed and timed moment with a monster truck. It pulls up behind the villain's vehicle, which is like a safari jeep Candy or something. from the consulate, right? Exactly that. And so there's this brilliant moment where in frame, you've got the little vehicle, the little Jeep, and then behind it is the monster truck. And then behind that is that massive sort of manor house where we spend a lot of time. Yes, yeah, and it was just a yeah. really nicely, just a mm. really nicely put together scene. And the whole chase scene with him in the monster truck, I thought was brilliant. And I did really enjoy that. It was pretty good. It was pretty high energy. And it was just a really enjoyable chase scene, I think. Um, so that I, is everything um... from... Go on, go on. I, I, you know Simon Callow who plays Cadby? Right, yeah. So I, I walked past him once. <gasps> oh, my God. And it took, it took every... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Every fiber of sensibleness in my being to not go, can't be, from the consulate, right? This is oh weird. God. I, oh, and it, I, God. And actually, you know what? If you've ever walked past a famous person and they meet your gaze, there's always a look that's like, oh, fucking hell, please don't recognize me. Yeah, don't me. do it. Don't do and, it. Yeah. And, I, and I didn't speak to her or anything. I was, I, you know, he oh was on the phone. God. Where were you? Where were just you? Just in Liverpool City Centre. He must have what? been doing it. He must have been either in town for some other reason or he must oh, be. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm assuming he doesn't live in Liverpool. 
Um, but I, I think he must have either been doing a theatre show or an uh, interview or something, or maybe he was just in Liverpool for whatever reason. You know but, what, Josh? I am so proud of you thank for you. not doing that because you. you must have been overwhelmed oh, with so just overwhelmed. feeling to want to do that because oh. it's a film you know Can't so be. well. From the castle, and you obviously, right? like the fact that you even recognize, because I don't know if I'd recognize him, like if he was walking out on the street, I'd recognize Jim Carrey, but I don't know mm. if I'd recognize that fella. So you must have, oh, that is some real self control you've got because I bet he's heard that. A bazillion times. <laughs> and you don't just want to be another idiot, do you? He's had, yeah, because I wonder what other films, because he obviously he's done this and he's probably most famous for Four Weddings and a Funeral. Right. Which I didn't realise. He, so he, he did the year before this and he is okay. considerably larger in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, right. and, I, and when I was watching it this time, I clicked and I was like, there's not, either he lost a load of weight or he's wearing a fat suit. So it turns mm. out he's wearing quite a considerable fat suit in Four Weddings oh, and a Funeral. There you go. The reason his character has a big beard is because it had to hide the fat suit, um, you know, around his neck and stuff. Oh, uh, right. Um, but anyway, that's sorry. So so that's the end of your like, likes, is that's it? it? That's the end of my likes. So, you know, there were, what, four things in there? So that's all right. One of them was a film with animals in which the animal controllers must have controlled the animals. They did a good job. I see you, animal control guys, and I know how hard it is. Never work with animals or or children. I think they said people then. Don't work with people either. They're terrible. Um, If we could all avoid that, we would. Yeah. So is that it for you for the likes as well? Was that everything or was there anything else you wanted to get in there? No, I mean, that that is pretty much it for me, I think. So we'll move on now then to talking about anything that we didn't like about the film or perhaps anything that we would change. Uh, So, Josh, you obviously love this film a lot, but I trust your kind of rationale and your logic. And I do think that you'll be able to see some things in this. No, he's shaking his head to listeners. I don't think... I might refuse, you know. I might refuse on this. No, no. No, Have you got anything on your list? I'm very aware, and I've already said this, I'm very aware that nostalgia and affection is elevating this film for me. So I did very much try and find something. Um, So looking at it objectively, look, I can very much see how you would look at this film and think it was just annoying Mm -hmm. and juvenile. If I watched it now... If I watched it now, have I never seen it before and not having any of that affection, I may well just think it's annoying. If I bring it back to like another example I can think of, it, the one that always comes to my mind is, and I've brought it up before, my partner loves Napoleon Dynamite. Mm. She watched it when it first came out. Her and her friends at school liked it, her family liked it. But it just didn't hit me in that sweet spot. So every time mm. she puts it on or we might watch it, I just find it incredibly annoying. Mm. So perhaps if I watch this now, there'll definitely be people who watch this now who think this is just stupid, it's just daft, it's just immature, yeah. it's just juvenile. It, yeah, is there any... I mean, maybe children could watch it and maybe <laughs> think it's maybe. funny, but I think really young children. I don't know as an adult, but I don't know, you know, everyone's got such different tastes. They do. There and, might and be the... people out there watching this for the first time at the age of 35 and going, oh, this is a bit of me, this. And there's nothing and there's nothing worse than being on either side of the conversation of watch this YouTube video, you'll think it's really funny. Yeah. Because it, yeah, you either are the person going, right, so, right, so, you know, mm. it's uh, or you're the person going, Oh fucking hell, why is he cornered me and yeah. oh god, six minutes, on? what the fuck? Oh god, and you go like the amount of times you've got yeah, so yeah, I get the 
And there's nothing worse than that, you know. And, and I think most people have probably had an experience where they've put a film on with someone, your family or a partner or friends, and be like, you like this. And mm. they've gone, I just don't get it. I've done it before with other films where I've been at family's houses when, or even when I was a kid being like, you know, back in the day when it was like, you looking after someone so you just rent a DVD to shut them up or whatever. I've definitely been that kid who's been like, watch this, watch this. And the people have been mm -hmm. like, I, I, I just don't get it. So I could definitely see how this film would be put into that category. It isn't for me, but objectively speaking, I, I don't think it's an unreasonable reaction. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's subjective at the end of the day. Um, the bit where he touches his eye can fuck right off. Um, oh, yes, I did. I actually, I wrote that down <laughs> when that happened. Be like, I bet Josh hates this. Yeah, so there's, a, I mean, that whole sequence, that idea of you can torture someone by doing immature stuff that big brothers and big sisters do to little brothers and little sisters is quite funny. But, the you know, the fact that he touches his eye can fuck right off. Because that um, happens. And then also there's a bit where he's scraping a plate. He's scraping mm. an empty plate with his knife and fork. <laughs> and Ollie hates that. Oh, like, God, he hates yeah, those yeah. sort of sounds. So I was, I, I think I wrote, like, in my notebook, like, oh, Josh, I, Ollie, plate. Ollie, Ollie plates. <laughs> Two things that they hate about it. <laughs> I bet that's the only thing me and him both dislike. Well, exactly. <laughs> That, that was one the thing, yeah. two minute sequence of this yeah. film. Um, yeah. And then the other bit, you know, I suppose trying to not going into it too much because, you know, we don't really, I don't think it's, it's we really need to, but, you know, it probably is a bit out of place, isn't it? In terms of, sorry, it's probably a bit outdated, not out of place, a bit outdated in terms of representations of, you know, things like the way it represents the indigenous people. It does take, mm -hmm. it probably crosses a line a little bit in some scenes of like taking the piss. Some of it, I don't think, is bad at all it's yeah, you know yeah. some of it is just quite broad you know it's not anything i mean i don't know i'm not i'm not an indigenous tribal person so maybe it's not for me to, 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 to judge a lot is often said about the first one we're not talking about the first one so you know that argument could be had if we ever cover that first one or if anyone wants to have that argument i'm sure more educated people than me can can have it but and there probably is some element as there often is with films of this age or or whatever of, of outdated representation but i've had to i've had to dig deep for those i've had to dig well, deep you're proud of me alice you're proud of me yeah I, no I, you've done I, good I, man you've done good that though. and not shouting at the famous man in the street you've not done shouting really at the famous well man today in the street, yeah um you've done really well so this is your time you've got your knife sharpened are you gonna stick <sighs> it in my back no, I'm sticking it right in your front. Like, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm very overt that's, and open about yeah, the way yeah, I feel about this. Secret, there, is is no, yeah. there is no yeah. stabbing you're, in the back. You're waking me up here. before the pillow goes over my face. You're like, yeah. wake up. I'm going, Josh, just so you know, I'm coming. Yeah. I'm coming for How you. How was that wine? Oh, it was poisoned. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> just so you know. Let's hear it then. Walk. Let's hear it. So the, I haven't actually got loads to say here because my points are so broad and mm. just kind of encapsulate the whole thing. Right? Sometimes so, it's just not for you, is it? Do you know what I mean? And, and it's and hard that, to put that into... And that's the thing. Yeah. And that's all it is, Josh, and that's all it is. And, you know, listening to some of the stuff that you had to say about the likes, I think it, it does help a little bit, like some of the stuff you're saying about it being cartoony and maybe that being intentional and not just mm. like an accidental bad decision. Um. So anyway, for me... It's not funny. 
I didn't find it funny on the whole. It's just gag after gag after gag, and they aren't funny enough. And because the gags are so relentless, you never get any proper quality time with the characters, so you don't get to know them and you don't care about them. And then adding to this is the fact that all the characters are like cartoon characters, like you said, or caricatures. But then that just left me feeling completely disconnected and I didn't find it fun as I sort of gather that you did. So if you think about the first one, so Courtney Cox's character really grounds the whole thing and there are a few other characters around Ace who are a bit more like normal people. So they complement his total wackiness. But in this, everyone is so wacky. Everyone is in ridiculous costume. No one feels like a real person. It feels more like a bad pantomime than anything else. And I just felt absolutely nothing for all of them. I found that I could relate to Ace a little bit because he loves animals so much and is appalled, obviously, at the animal cruelty, like when he sees all the mounted and taxidermied animals in the manor house and the, the what is it that you called it? A con- it's a consulate, con- isn't it? So the it's consulate, like an embassy. The manor house. I keep calling it the yeah. manor house in the consulate. Back from when um, the British ruled the world, Alice. That's what it's Indeed, from. yes. The yes. good old days, the good old days. The empire, <laughs> Not me. I'm Welsh. <laughs> yeah, you were part of it, um, if anything. Yeah, well, yeah. sort of. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, so it, it feels like, and I hope that you understand what I mean when I say this because I can't describe it that well, but this is the best way I can describe it. Is it feels like a lot of punchlines, but without the build-up and sort of without the joke being told. It's just the punchlines. And that the jokes and the gags are more of a priority in this to the filmmakers than the actual narratives, narrative of the film. And I don't think this is helped by the fact that the animal that we're supposed to be concerned about is a bat. And of course... Nothing against bats, I love all animals, but dolphins are a bit more emotive and come across a Mm. bit more as individuals than bats do, in my opinion. So like in the first one, you get to know a bit about the dolphin that's been kidnapped through footage and the massive reaction to the animal being stolen, but I just didn't really care in this, and so the peril just never felt real. Um, And that is really all I've got, and it's just those... And that's it. If you don't find this funny, then this isn't for you because it's gag after gag after gag. And Mm. if those gags aren't speaking to you and you don't find it funny, then you're just not going to connect with it. And I didn't connect with it. And like, I I don't know, I just prefer the first one so much more. And I just feel like the characters just feel more like real people. And in this, they just don't at all. I think from what you've said there, the difference for you, I think, comes with the strength of the narrative. Mm. The first one, it's so, it is sort of structured like a detective story and it yeah. has quite a strong narrative. He is mm. a pet detective on a case about a missing mm. pet. Mm. In this, it is a lot, I wouldn't say weaker because I think obviously I prefer this one. Mm-hmm. It is a lot looser. The narrative is a yeah. lot looser. The bat isn't a pet. Mm-hmm. It's, it is, it's like a god to the tribe. Yeah. And that's the whole point is he's not really going after a pet. So instead of one animal and the strength of the story being about one animal, and like you say, and and the other side of it is is set in the in in the states, so everyone around him is just a normal person. Whereas this one, I'm not saying that the people around him in Africa aren't normal people, but they've definitely taken it and ramped it right up. So like you say, mm-hmm. that they are sort of caricature stereotypes, whatever you want to call them. So perhaps that does lend some strength to what you're saying. So in the first one, he's going after a dolphin in what very much feels like a detective story whereas in this one it very much feels like a narrative 
supported by a performance. So mm. it's essentially they've written the narrative around things Ace can do. So silly yeah. things Ace can do and what you can get out of Jim Carrey. Whereas the first one is a narrative with a good performance in it. So perhaps that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, maybe. Because like, cause the, the British guy who like I think meets him at the airport or whatever and like Greenwald. he's really he's such a Nigel Thornberry yeah. sort of thing like he is just such a caricature and then the the guy you know turns out to be the villain like he's just so it is it's just so like a cartoon and mm. they're just kind of stereotypical kind of villain good mm. guy or whatever and it just there's it's it's lacking in depth for me. And I know there's not meant to be depth because it is a silly film. And I can enjoy silly films. Like, I love Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stopping. And there is no depth in that. But I think there's, I suppose there's so much else going on to make it enjoyable. Whereas in this, there was no depth and it wasn't funny. So if I've got both those things going at the same time, then it just left me feeling hollow, felt nothing, just didn't connect with it at all. You're breaking my heart here, Alice. I'm sorry. You must have known that this was how it was going to go, though, right? You I feel like you're breaking up with me. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on now then to talking about the critical reception. So I have seen one right. of the ratings because I'm, I think I've mentioned to uh, to you before, when you watch things on Google Play, which is yeah. where I had to find this, it brings up the Rotten Tomatoes Critics score. Like, it just brings it up right, right. next to the title oh, of the God. film. Fuming. Sort it right. out, Google. Like, I don't want that. So I've seen that. Um, I haven't seen the IMDb score and I haven't seen the audience score. But based on... So I reckon the audience... I reckon the audience were, like, middling, you know, okay. maybe, like, high fours into the five sort of thing. You think that's what the audience um, gave it? I think that's what the audience okay. gave it. But I know what the critics gave it, so I do think overall it is going to be quite, quite low. What would you give it? That's the important thing. What would I mean, you I'm right it? there with the critics, to be honest. I'm low, low, low. Like That is, um, that is harsh. I just... Uh, Knowing what I just, know, looking at this, right, okay, me, well, man. for those listening at home... Mm-hmm. At the time of recording, the IMDb score is 6.4. Fucking hell, Jesus. The Rotten Tomatoes, well, you think that was high. The Rotten Tomatoes, Trato, should I say, audience score is 72%. Holy shit. But wow. the Rotten Tomatoes critic score, and this is why I picked it, is 21%. Yeah, that's about right. Which, about averages, right. Out, which <laughs> averages out at 52% or 5.2%. Right. So I think that that is underrated. So you uh -huh. genuinely think this is a 2 out of 10 or 21% film? Yeah, like... Wow. It's, it's bad, man. Like, I don't... I don't think it's well written. Have I picked I a worse think... film in your mind than this? Uh, no. Wow. No, this is, this is probably the worst. Oof. This is... Oh, is it worse than Rocky Balboa? <laughs> mm, interesting because those are the two is it worse than Rocky Balboa that is interesting because I love Jim Carrey but the boxing scene was pretty cool I'll have to have a think about oh, that no. um, but it's really down there I do not think this is underrated I think that is overrated those audience scores I think are obviously not ludicrous because everyone has their own taste and that's fine and I respect everyone's opinion but I just don't see I don't see it Josh I no, just don't see enough. what you see and I don't see what the audience sees maybe, and obviously uh, if they like it and then... that's it isn't it maybe that you know there's a 50% difference between those two Rotten Tomatoes wow, scores big, eh, there's got to be something in that yeah. do you know what I mean so I mean at the end of the day it's all subjective 
isn't it? Mm-hmm. For me, 5.2 or 52% is underrated. For you, it's overrated. So you know what we've got, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah, we've got to put it to the listeners. We've got a split decision, so we'll put the mm-hmm. vote out when this comes out. What do you think is Ace Ventura when nature calls under or overrated with 52%? There we go, another one done, another episode done, another split decision, which mm-hmm. they do come along every now and then, and that's why we need you guys at home to vote when we put this out, at yes. films underscore that on Twitter, and Otherwise, you can have your say. Otherwise, it's in limbo. And it it's is. just hovering doesn't around go outside into any, the and then it, does, it doesn't go sad. into it. So, yeah, either Ace Ventura is underrated and Josh is right, or it's overrated and Alice remains wrong, but everyone, <laughs> everyone's entitled to an opinion. That's, uh, that's just the way it works. Anyway, Indeed. Alice, <laughs> it is your turn to pick next week. Uh-huh. What are we watching? It's not Ace Ventura 1, is it? Well, uh, not yet, not yet, but it may or may not be on my list. It's interesting. I know. So you you dealt me that. You dealt me that. So I'm going to deal you something. Oh, I'm going to serve you something. I'm going to bowl you something. I'm going to throw something over to you. So keeping with, you know, the lighthearted, comedy, fun feeling and vibe that we're going for at this time it's of the January. year. Got to do it. And I reckon... This is going to go one way or the other with you, so I am really oh, fucking excited about this oh, one. No. But for the next episode, we are going to be watching and talking about basketball. Basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, yes. well, same time next there week, we please are. do join us when we're going to be talking about basketball, and we'll see what I think. Alice thinks it could go one or two ways, so we'll see which way the Emperor's Thumb uh goes on that one and um, in the meantime if you'd like to get in touch with us at films and that pod at gmail.com we're on all the social medias just for, search for just films and that and you'll find us we're also on patreon search for just films and that you can get extra content ad free episodes uh episodes a day early you can also suggest films for us to do and lots of extra stuff on there please do check it out drop us any support you can it'll be massively appreciated but you know what it's also massively appreciated that you just listen so thank you very much and i tell you what we're also on the television aren't we alice we are indeed every friday from 6 p.m you can find us on the local tv network so if you live in birmingham bristol leeds liverpool or the northeast of england you can find us on channel 7 on freeview or if you live in north wales or south wales you can find us on channel 8 on freeview so that's every friday from 6 p.m me and Josh having a little chat about our favourite underrated and underseen films and there might be an episode on Ace Ventura when nature calls coming up very soon who knows <laughs> who knows <laughs> um, yeah maybe maybe and uh, yes lots of ways to hear us and see us get in touch we always like to hear from you and thank you as ever for your support we'll see you next week for basketball it's goodbye from me cheerio bye catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.